Welcome to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, sponsored by DS Beverages, the Anheuser-Busch distributor in Paul Bunyan Country, Ace on the Lake on Lake Bemidji South Shore, and Bonded Lock and Key, the home for Liberty Safes. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors is also sponsored by Pepsi Nye Bottling of Bemidji, Timberline Sport and Convenience in Black Duck, and Clearbrook Electric. Always a pleasure to have Brian Bro Brosdahl on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Bro, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me on. So let's, uh, well, we're, we're going to get into a, a lot of topics, but I'm going to start with something a little different for, between you and I, because when I think of Bro Brosdahl, I think of two things, fishing and ice fishing. But <laughs> yeah. I'm going to ask you about hunting. Do you hunt? I do. Actually, I, I absolutely love uh, grouse hunting walking trails. There's so many. And we have such beautiful areas in Minnesota. I just love the surprise of trying to kick up a grouse or two. How was hunting for you this year? Uh, grouse was actually really good. Surprisingly, there were there were lots of them, and and uh, uh, you know I didn't get a chance to go as much because I was busy in the fall. But uh, it was just a blast uh, getting out. And there's pockets for sure where there's just birds everywhere, and and then some dry areas too. But uh, and deer. Uh, season. I, I like to go for the rifle season because then my guiding son, uh, both season would be a little easier, I think. But uh, deer season, there's tons of deer. Uh, just they decided to not move during the day, and and uh, I don't have a helicopter, and I, you know, it's illegal to chase them with dogs, so I kind of uh, gave up on that. <laughs> so not a great deer season for you. <laughs> no, no, and. And I, I, I was kind of fussy too. I don't want to. I wasn't out to take a small one. I want to see a little bigger one. But uh, it, it was sporadic. Uh, some of the neighbors had great opening days, and and then nothing after that. And then the second weekend there was a big flurry. But I think that uh, that warm up makes them a little, a little lethargic. I think. So, do you uh, hunt with the with a certain group every year, or kind of on your own? Uh, no, I actually I I'm usually on my own, and I'm lucky if I'm even around during deer season. And the last uh, four seasons, uh, it's been a deer in 20 minutes. And this season, I was entertaining uh, Paul Nelson's daughter and her husband uh, before he passed away. He was talking about if I could bring him over, and they seen lots of deer, uh, nothing they could take. Uh, we were uh, no does in our area, We've seen lots of does and and smaller bucks, but um, it just uh, the, the big ones were kind of lazy, and mm-hmm. uh, at, at the time that they were hunting here, I kind of let them have the hunt, and I went fishing. <laughs> Maybe a good idea there. Um, the thing about I like about yeah. grouse, and, and and I agree with you. I I think I'm I didn't grow up in a hunting family, so I've never really delved into hunting too much. But I think I would prefer the uh, archery deer season, just because I think it's it's prettier. Time of year, uh, I like you know. I, I I just think it's more fun to be out in the woods in the fall than it is once the snow falls and the leaves are all gone and things like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, well, you know, and, and I've been slowly. I've been going for the comfort uh, zones. I, I got stands with heaters in them, and uh, and for me, I, I'm, I'm I'm I have a hard time sitting there staring at nothing. So I hope there's something moving around, and because uh, when I'm fishing, there's always stuff. There's you got your hummingbird to look at fish and all that stuff but so deer season if there's uh animals moving grouse something to keep you occupied i like it but uh there's plenty of deer moving around and in a heated stand you're okay you know just just uh taking your time you can seal movement that way uh i've done a lot of open stand hunting my whole life and i'm starting to like the heated stands but we didn't <laughs> need them this year no no we did not <laughs> Hey, uh, one of the things that, uh, from an angler standpoint, that's great about hunting season is it sure opens up the lakes and, and gives you a lot of uh, privacy out there, uh, and that's that's one of the things those oh, hardcore yeah. anglers absolutely love. Oh yeah, you know when I was actually out on the lakes, and and I was on lakes uh, near Bemidji, and I was on lakes as far away as uh, Turtle Lake near Marcel, and I didn't hear very many shots in a day's time when I was out there fishing, so I was kind of glad I was on the lake and not in the woods. Because uh, normally during deer season, everywhere up here sounds like a war zone, <laughs> and uh, I didn't see, I didn't hear that that much. It was sporadic. And, uh, but that just means there's more for next year, and there should be some big ones. And if it continues with, with a lack of snow, 
we're going to have a bigger deer herd for sure. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about ice fishing. One of the things uh, we've had this year is absolutely beautiful ice. Uh, great ice-making weather right now. It is smooth. It is flat. Uh, whether you want to do a figure eight or play a little hockey or uh, ice fish, it's it's been ideal. It, it has, and, and, you know, by the lakes blowing open earlier because we had some 30, 40-mile-an-hour gusts uh, several weeks back that the lakes were skimmed over and it blew it all open over and over. Well, it was good for the local lakes because now when it got really cold, they were able to freeze flat, but some of the lakes are rough. I, I went over to Winnie to check it out, and if, if you're on the south side and look out, it looks like like a farm field, all lumpy and hmm. like, Almost like uh, uh, just just a mess. I mean, that's gonna you're gonna shake the paint off your jigs going across that stuff. So hopefully they can we can get a little snow and then you can take a sled across it, you know. But uh, in other parts of winter you're flat. <clears throat> so the stuff that blow open and froze now when when the ice breaks open from the wind, all the stuff that it blows ends up somewhere. <laughs> and, yeah. You know the problem is it's gonna freeze in Lake of the Woods. If you go on my Facebook site, you can see some of the photos up there. There's areas of Lake of the Woods that are just chunks of busted up ice, and you weave in and out of it. You know, there's not a lot of snow, so you can see what's what. And, you know, the stuff that didn't uh, chunk up or have a lot of ice froze flat. So, uh, But we, in, in the area, we have some really good ice forming, and everybody should just remember, because I went out and I looked all over the place. There were vent holes on every lake, including small ones, even little crappie lakes. Uh, in the woods, uh, you'd get almost to where the crappies are, wide open. Mm -hmm. You're standing on six inches of ice. And so now you can't tell where they are, you know, because we had a little spritz of snow. So a spud bar is still handy. If you got a machine, spud and drill, measure. I know some guys, uh, I talked to uh, Carl up at Black Duck, their uh, timberline, and he said a couple guys on four-wheelers, this was about five, six days ago, but they're out. They decided to spud, and it went through in one one hammer so you still got to check it that's the thing about this time of year it's a little more work but all you got to do is is drill and check your way there and you can drive off you know so then the work's done and if everybody does their part we'll have all kinds of different ways to get out there safely and in uh, lakes that are that just got their ice like Bemidji, Cass, uh, all these deeper lakes they're going to be unilateral so uh, they're going to to slowly freeze and make ice unilaterally but if there's two feet of ice you know those late freezing spots that had the vent holes uh you, you know there's going to be good ice there too so once we get there and that's just how it is when it when it goes really fast um and freezes really fast it's like anything else it still hasn't cooled what are you seeing as far as uh, average ice depth right now i see a lot of uh seven inches of ice <laughs> and and even eight and uh up at red there's 10 and i was up at lake of the woods and and i was on 10 and um where i was at and there was two inches but it was marked in and you know i was advised not to go over there so i stay away from that stuff but uh now and that was before the big freeze that was like a day before we went down to six below zero and uh so I'm sure that's definitely walkable by now. But we've got great ice forming. And uh, so last year we didn't have a lot of houses on Bemidji, which typically Bemidji will hold 450 houses uh, every year. Um, so there's there's quite a bit less pressure in the beginning winter. But late in the winter, there's tremendous perch pressure. Uh, as a, When I went out there, every, everything that typically holds perch in my, in my guide uh, – uh, spots uh, were all opened and fished many times, so it doesn't take long to, to add the pressure up, but uh, we didn't have to have a lot of houses, wasn't a lot of spearing, so that's a huge amount of walleyes in pike that stayed in the lake, and uh, so you're going to see some really good uh, fishing on Bemidji this winter, and being able to get around is a big thing for this, this uh, year, especially starting out with such a strange year that everyone wants to see go away. <laughs> it's nice having a good ice season. That's going to help the local businesses. And when you're out, make sure you stop in. 
If you're fishing around Cass, go to MD Ponta Bay. If you're fishing Bemidji, go to Northwoods. And don't just go in and buy waxworms. <laughs> Come on, you know what? With the price of gas being cheap, you still spend 20 bucks or a lot more and buy some waxies, minnows, and some buckshot rattlespoons. But Timberline Sports and Black Duck, if you're heading up that way, make sure to, um, you know, just stop in, say hi, and buy a few things for the tackle box. Some glow shot, uh, spoons uh that's been the best and surprisingly um you know i like i I, i'm a fan of uh glow perch which is a green and glow but i got beat with uh the gold and silver spoons um in an eighth ounce and they have a little red light stick you put in them but those were phenomenal uh last week and uh as a matter of fact i have to pick up some more because of the pike populations out there but just great great colors uh that metallic gold and silver glow shot spoon is right at the top of the list for me right now it's been really good and then obviously glow red or pink tiger if you're going to red lake and lake of the woods it's gold and uh and the pink tiger will be probably your best bets um, when when you're out there, what what depth does it have to be for you to feel comfortable? Well, I, I like to have four inches of ice, no less. I'm a big guy, and I'm not going to go unless ice. That's the recommended ice, and the reason they recommend that is you're not you, there's. It'd be hard to go through if it's good solid ice. But if you're if you're like the two or three inch ice walker, there's not a lot of leeway for mistakes and. You start chiseling away, you start moving, you hit a, a broken spot on the ice, it's a trap door. You know, you mm-hmm. can go down and then it flips back up. How do you get back out? You know, so the real real thing is four inches of ice on foot. I like, uh, you know, six, seven inches of ice if I'm taking a, a snowmobile or just a, a saddle ATV uh, for side-by-sides. <laughs> I want what 10 inches of ice, and I know eight is good, but... You don't know the consistency and the age of every spot that the ice is, and right. um, but up at Lake of the Woods, that ten inches of ice when they're pulling people out with their Chevy trackers and their Geo trackers, their two and four door trackers, the the ice wasn't even moving, the water wasn't moving, so it was solid stuff. And uh, and then before you start taking a vehicle, if I'm going to take a four door truck, a regular two door, a uh, regular cab truck. Uh, I want at least 14 inches, but uh, if you're taking the tar babies, the big heavy-duty trucks, 18 to 20 inches because that's a lot of weight. And mm-hmm. um, and then don't go fast. There's a tendency for people to step on it and, and drive fast, and you can see the ice bowing under their vehicles as they're driving fast. It's not it's not good for the ice. It kind of busts it up a little bit. But just you know, drive in, in our area. People know ice, and we live in an area that. There's some excellent fishermen and fisher ladies, and they know not to, you know, they know what and what not to do. But definitely driving fast on the ice, if you know, because you want to get there fast. Well, you know, you you've gone 60, 70 down the road, and now you know when you get to the ice, it's time to slow down and take your time. The fish ain't going anywhere. Uh, how's the bite been? <laughs> the bite was. Actually, it was, it was excellent. The consistent weather, the bite has been super good. Red Lake was really good. Then it kind of died, not because of the pressure, just because of uh, the weather. And it came back, and it was phenomenal. And in area lakes, it's it's more work getting out there and easier to catch. So mm-hmm. it used to be get out there, and then you had to work hard to catch fish. No, there's no working hard to catch fish right now. It's about as easy as I've seen it in years, and... One of the best uh, early ice bites that I've seen. It doesn't matter where you go, the fish are biting. They do have their windows, uh, clear lakes, and, uh, and with the up and down weather now, it seems morning and evening have been best for fish. And I, I'd, I'd pit the morning against the evening because there's many times we're getting there as the sun gets up, and I wish I was there a half hour earlier, and the fish are going bonkers until about 10 they shut off. And the lakes that have the daytime bites, you know, Lake of the Woods uh, and uh, Red Lake, not so much. Red Lake has been morning and evening, but you do get fish during the day because it is one of those lakes. The Lake of the Woods, 
banker's hours. That's why everybody <laughs> loves it. Where do you catch fish all day long? Lake of the Woods. Yeah. And, and I tell you, it doesn't seem to matter the pressure that gets on that lake. It just keeps cranking it out anyway. Well, yeah. And, and like Red Lake, the uh, res side has, that's like a refuge for the fish, so to speak. And then Lake of the Woods, the same. The big bay is where everybody fishes. And by the time everybody can, you know, eventually they punch a road to Garden Island. And the DNR this year to help out the resorts, um, I'm hearing, is going to maintain a road to the angle because we can't go through Canada. Mm-hmm. So okay. definitely, if they do that, support those resorts up there. I plan on, if I can, I'd like to go up there and uh, and give them some business uh, because the fishing up there is fun. The big bay and the big basin that we have is where the big fish seem to be. <clears throat> Once you get past Garden Island, it's 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 an eater place. You know, there's lots of uh, 14 to 17 inches, and then the occasional. 20 to 23 but most of your big fish are on the in the basin and i truly think that the old-fashioned way using snowmobiles is the best way to go four-wheelers not all the time if you get a flat year where you can get around yes but snowmobiles getting away from the roads because lake of the woods is full of big fish and in the summertime the schools of fish will be mile and a half long in in many schools of a in the wintertime, they punch the roads, and they get a few fish, but you don't see all them big ones all the time. And so I truly think that once the roads are in, you'll, you'll get a few fish, but those big schools of big walleyes avoid that stuff. So uh, if you go off on your own, definitely check, but uh, stay near snowmobile trails. But do your own thing and get off the road or use the road as a base camp if you're going to go up there. Uh, if you truly want to get some big fish, I think most of your fish are staying clear of that of that traffic. And uh, you got a big open basin, giant basin, and there's one little scratch that going down the middle that's super noisy all the time. Get away from that, and you're gonna you're probably gonna put some bigger fish up on the ice. And and they tend to be hard to see right away. Uh, I'm using a Humminbird 360 now, which is you all know it side imaging is and you can see fish to the side but i could drop this transducer down and let it sit for a little bit and you could see fish in a complete circle around you and it, and it shows really shows walleyes really well and i used it last winter on malax um going down there on the on the mud flats and you can watch the fish coming through and adjust or drill holes all around and you can meet them at a hole it's kind of neat technology has really gotten crazy uh crazy good and uh, uh, but still, you got to do your work. You got to get out there and uh, drill some holes. And, and if you just want to fish, uh, just go hold a hole and fish. Uh, just make sure you got you know the uh, buckshot, glow shot uh, spoons. And and Lake of the Woods is a dead stick paradise. Uh, make sure you have the glow shot jig because it has a single hook or an eyeball jig and hook tail hook a, a fathead or a rainbow if you can get them um, or a frozen shiner and put a dead stick down you'll be surprised uh, that dead stick will will fire off quite a bit just put it four to five inches off the bottom and you're going to get the lethargic fish to kind of hang down and then you can go out and jig um, so the key things buckshot flutter spoon the original buckshots and then even a little gamma katsu pink hook or red hook with a split shot sometimes is, is a real key thing to try. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Brian Bro Bro's all my guests. Got a ton more to cover with Bro next. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. I'm Kev Jackson. My guest today, Brian Robrosdahl. We're talking ice fishing. Of course we are. Do you guide uh, ice fishing or you just do that for fun? Not as much as open water. Open water is uh, my, my main thing. Uh, I do a lot of promotion and I do take guide trips uh, if it works out in the schedule. But uh, definitely, if you want to go, we'll go. And uh, last year, the ice was horrible. Uh, we had... 
uh, deep water that was over your boot kind of depth on the lakes, and um, it was pretty much, it wasn't really safe. Uh, the few trips I took, people were falling in, down in, like up to their, their hip, and I had one guy fall, a young guy, and he couldn't get back up because he'd pushed down in his arms, and he felt trapped like he doing the snow angel, oh. and I had to reach down and grab him by the collar to lift him up because he couldn't get up. He'd put his hand down, and he couldn't reach down to the ice. That's how deep the snow and oh. such was, and I... After that, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to call some of my old clients and and have them. Uh, but it was it was it was hilarious. I <laughs> I think I uh, I laughed for about ten minutes after that. But he couldn't get out, out help himself get up. So uh, describe uh, what an ice fishing trip and you know we, we know when a guy you go guiding you meet your guide you hop in the boat and you go find fish. How does it work on an ice fishing trip? Ice fishing trip. Uh, well, it's different from guide to guide but with me i'll have the the best bite we have going so if if crappies aren't going to be a good thing to go for and um we'll go for perch or whatever we can get action and then we'll go for walleyes and we had we had to a spot where we could try to get some walleyes at about two o'clock because we have to get there about three and they're already biting you're like wow i should have been here an hour ago mm-hmm. and then some nights you get there early and you don't see a fish for two hours but you just never know. And so we start with one fish and finish off with another fish because between the two of them, we're not going to – we shouldn't zero. <laughs> I mean, they're natural creatures, but I like to, you know, try different stuff. It makes the day go faster and people have more fun. And I don't want a real big big groups. I just want, you know, a handful of people. That way we can move around. And if I have three or four people, I spread them out. You know, it's not very social. And I did this before this year, you know, before the, the the distancing. I spread people out. If there's structures close by within a couple hundred feet of each other, I'll have them on their own. And so that's how I can, you know, have stack the odds in my favor by spreading out my clients. And then I pinwheel around and I try some stuff. And typically I'll start them where I know they can catch fish. And then I'm always looking because... There's only so many fish down there, and eventually it ends, so I'm always trying to find the next bite, you know, the next good uh, holes to put them in. And then we uh, switch spots, and that's a good time as we're driving to another lake or another part of the lake for them to have their sandwich, and then we'll finish up on a spot. And I like to, if i got a good walleye spot, I'll put a, a house out and uh, a hard house like a skid house or a wheelhouse, and that way when I leave, at dark, um, they're not getting punished. They can stay a little later and just lock it up themselves, you know. And mm-hmm. I've had you get someone from Texas or something, and they came all that way and they flew. Uh, I don't want to make them leave the ice right at prime time. And I had one guy stay out there till two in the morning and catch another eight fish from Texas. And uh, he didn't even fish in the house, but just having a home base for his buddies to be in and the heated thing. So it's and it's nice too. It's my exit strategy when I want to leave. <laughs> okay, guys, I, I, I'm going to start heading home. <laughs> so having a hard house is nice. You can't you can't leave portables on the ice, right? Um, so this year, of course, it started out crazy. There was no guiding for a few weeks, but once it got going, it sounded like most guides ended up having a pretty good year. It it, it was. Uh, I actually uh, lost out on quite a few corporate trips and the corporate trips are actually a lot of fun it in you know a lot of times ends up being a little tournament in the boat you know between mm-hmm. the different boats and guide boats and so basically all the corporate trips are all dried up and in you know there's a lot of us who had corporate trips so some guys some guys did better than others you know if a guy never had more than 40 trips in a year no matter what he said it might have been a better year for him but for the people who had week-long corporate trips or three-day corporate trips for the last 10 or 15 years. It was kind of tough. Sure. You lose. That's that's hard to replace, and they're gone. And then you, you'll pick up other trips, and uh, everybody got busy. But that beginning when we were closed, missed out on crappie, and I missed out on the early walleye. It was, it was more like three weeks. and uh, But uh, so I'm hoping that doesn't happen yeah. again. And... Uh, uh, but it, it was it was good 
good summer for everybody. Uh, everybody got to stay busy in uh, in a boat. We're about as safe as you could be. We're outside, and if somebody had a little tickle in their throat, they're coughing. Well, they're downwind. I, that boat turns, and they're downwind the rest of the day. Uh, they're not going to. I'm not going to be downwind to them. Right. <laughs> so, even if they're lines into the boat, they're downwind. And uh, so, but no, it, it was good. Uh, I can say though, I'd rather have a normal year and sure. get some of these nice groups and and uh, and individuals. I even had some families cancel that. Uh, and good, I wouldn't even call them clients, friends that actually hire me for four or five days. And I, we just enjoy fishing, and they're not out to, you know, fill their freezers with meat. They'll take a couple of meals of fish, but they, uh, they come typically every year. So I, though I lost all that. I lost all that uh, feed and seed groups that would bring their farmers and their. So yeah, it, it was that's not good. Um, and I know a few other guides that you start building up that, and it's hard to replace it even with just call-ins during the day. So. But uh, outside of that, it was it was a good year considering <laughs> yeah. the way it started. I didn't know. Uh, do I hand my keys to the banker or throw them at them? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> um, and, and I do know that uh, we sold more licenses, and there was, uh, I, I, a lot of guides told me they saw a lot of people out fishing this year. Are we seeing the same kind of thing in the ice fishing season? Yeah, we are, and it was great to see that. And uh, um there's there's more people fishing and it's healthier and some people are just getting reintroduced to fishing uh again you know and some are starting to fish they just want to learn how to do it you know Mm -hmm. and and i had some but i had some really cool uh bookings last year i had a family uh from maryland come up and it was a um you know a young couple and uh they were at the mail in for health reasons and they wanted to come on a guide trip with me they they wanted to go with me and they came and they brought their one of their kids with them and they we we just absolutely hammered the, the walleyes and so i was so happy and uh so a trip that was kind of sad for them if they're going to the mail there's stuff going on but um turned out great and so there's some cool things like that but they they want to get into fishing more and uh that's a long drive uh, so I wanted to do well for them, and just everybody uh, seemed to enjoy the resources. The lakes were super busy. I thought, even um, you know, in the spring crappie parts, that's how you could kind of gauge things. On lakes that have good spring crappie bites, typically there'll be a half a dozen to a dozen people. But you know, in some of those spots, there was uh, forty to sixty, seventy boats now in just about all those spots. So. That's probably not good, but it's good to have everybody out there uh, fishing. And, uh, and, you know, hunting, I think the deer hunting was a little slower, but uh, as far as grouse and everything else, just outdoor activities picked up, and I, I like it. I, I like yeah. to see people getting out and having fun, and, and uh, it was a, the lakes were really busy this year, and that's good. That's, that, is, that is really good. Um, so typically this time of year, other than uh, getting some ice fishing for fun and doing a few uh, ice fishing trips, what is uh, what are the things that keep you busy, bro, uh, between now and when uh, the water gets soft again? Well, I have uh, College of Ice is a uh, internet show that we're doing uh, through kind of uh, kind of in between the Bro Road Show. Uh, where, where I go to all the stores and visit and mm-hmm. do seminars and meet and greet people. Uh, and I've been doing that one for close to 20 years. Well, this year, you know, if I'm carrying around something, and I don't want to cough on people. We had to come up with something. And through Frable Marketing and all my sponsors, we decided to do College of Ice. Uh, it's just, you know, you learn stuff, and it's it's an Internet show. And I, I'm getting it produced uh, by Steve Panaz and, and uh another internet guru, Kai, uh, we've done 11 episodes, and you can watch College Vice. You can watch every episode. Just go back, uh, go to Fravel online, or go to Brian Bro Brostall, and you can see all the old episodes okay. on my website or on YouTube. And uh, we've had, we, we want to have a guest, uh, and then uh, industry, like we've had um, uh, Humminbird on there. Uh, we're going to have 
Northland on there. Uh, we've got uh, factory people from ice fishing. We're, we talk about ice conditions around Minnesota, uh, New York, and we've had uh, mm. guests talking about fishing out west, ice fishing uh, for uh, jumbo perch, not just Cascade, Idaho. There's lots of places and trout and and then uh, towards the east coast, New York, uh, as well as Minnesota, we had Carl Adams on there and talked about local what's going on. And uh, we've had Kevin Van Dam on there, and he ice fishes, believe it or not. Really? Uh, so that was a great interview. And then we had uh, Cuz Strickland from Mossy Oak was on. And how does this all come in? It was just funny having a guy from Mississippi talking about ice. And, <laughs> and uh, so it was an odd fit, but it was very hilarious. And so just something... And so we've been doing that, and that's not just to show up and press the button. It's That's an all-day affair there to get that thing going. But College of Ice is a one-hour show. Definitely check it out. It's casual, and we talk about ice, and um, and you can win prizes. But it was so popular, we only had one episode left, and we've extended it into January because of uh, uh, the showing that we've had. So Great. it's a fun little project. And then between that, uh, uh, Midwest Outdoors, uh, and uh, podcasts and radio shows. Uh, I might most of the time I'm not fish, getting to fish a whole day, and when I am fishing, I've got to shoot for the sponsors. I've already had at least a dozen photo shoots, and we've had ice for maybe two weeks. And I've been actually ice fishing for three, but fishing where, where the duck hunters couldn't get their boats in anymore—that <laughs> uh, stuff that froze up early—that's the stuff I'm fishing. It's not always the best fishing. But there's something to be caught there, and that's where I start shallow lakes. There's a lot of them in the area, and some of them have fish populations that are pretty good. Typically, you—I know you do a few shows in the in the off season, but that uh, probably is not happening again this year. I would guess. Uh, no, not this year. I uh, talking with uh, marketing and stuff. There, there's a liability for me to go in and make sure. everybody sick if I'm carrying something. So uh, I can't wait to get this over with because I'm a people person. I like to see and look at people I talk to, and I have friends all over the Midwest and the country that I, I, I go to stores, and I want to support that part of my uh, the, my sponsors. I want to help them, you know, and just be there with the people. If you go to uh, a store in Minneapolis, they appreciate it. If you go to a store in you know, Detroit or a Southern Michigan or uh, Dakotas, they really appreciated Iowa. And uh, it sounds like a lot of work and a hassle. It's not. It's it's actually fun to do a seminar and, and show them what great Northland stuff I like to use and, uh, and what rods and reels and, and aqua views. And so a little bit of that, but turning it from the shows, how do you stay, how do you keep out there? Well, you know, you add up the number of people you meet in going into stores, and then you add up how many this show has uh, affected, and it's this is huge numbers. It's kind of yeah. cool that something different, and even though, you know, once once everything's back to normal, I can go back in the stores, I'll probably still be doing this College of Ice because it, it turned out really well, and uh, it's, it's good to keep people in the know. Uh, and then also talk about where you could buy you know, uh, buck shots, what's the specials. And if we have a store and they run deals and we've had, uh, as a local one, we've had, uh, uh, Timberline sports on there and we've had uh, big, uh, stores and shops, uh, Cabela's Bass Pro Shops and, uh, Frank's Great Outdoors and, uh, uh, Marine General, um, and then some other, uh, Twin Cities outlets and where you can get the stuff. And, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of well-rounded, I think, and not just, you know, here's a fish, pull it through the hole and show it and then drop it. You know, it's it's more than that. And um, But then I've been doing that on another scale, uh, shooting, you know, Buzz Ice, Buzz TV. And if you look up Angling Buzz Ice, I did a show with Nick there, and then so we've, it's been going. I don't know what, what I'm – I don't even look at my schedule from day to day because I – I'd have a heart attack. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at it one day at a time, two days maybe. 
Well, he's got me beat. I'm working one segment at a time. And the third and final segment is up next. This is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. You mentioned being a people person. I think that's kind of what I really enjoyed about doing this show over the years. All the people I talked to, most people who do this for a living, uh, they are people. They're people people. They like being with people. They like to share their passion. They like to teach people. And it's really, really enjoyable just for me to talk to those people. And and so when you don't get that uh, face-to-face, uh, it's it, it's got to be pretty tough. Oh, it, it is. And, and I still see so many people um, just, uh, you know, right now uh, from, you know, social distance because you still have to keep living. And it's, it's surprising how many people you meet just in a short visit to a gas station or or in your uh, shooting and travels, um, our area, like for instance, in in the town I'm near, I, I don't want to say the name. There's a small town here that really got infected bad, and you just avoid everything, yeah, because <laughs> you you don't know what that stuff does to you. If sniffle or is it you know devastating? But anyway, um, it's uh, we we had it pretty much made all summer, all the way into fall, and then oh boy, it really hit hard. And, but uh, so going from not knowing anybody that had it to knowing almost everybody, just about quite a few people had it. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but there's uh, so it's it's an odd year, and uh, I'm glad we're we're getting past it, and um, hopefully all those uh, vaccines work so we can get back to the normal. But I don't want people to stop fishing just because they're going to get busy again. Stay fishing and keep the outdoors as part of their their legacy of their family and i think it's important to pass on the sport but it, uh yes definitely it is important it's uh it, it's healthy uh unless you experience it i guess you don't understand what joy there is in just being out there uh even if you don't catch a lot yeah. of fish well yeah and and the lucky thing if if you live in the Brainerd area lakes Bemidji uh Longville or wherever you live, if you live, you know, in on the edge of Duluth, you're going to have great ice, and you got great fisheries that people drive uh, from far, far away just to have a, a a few hours or a few days to fish. So we're super spoiled up here, and uh, we know we got it good. And it's uh, one of those things that that's in our blood up here is to, to fish and hunt, and and uh, every, you know, even tournaments are fun, and you know they tournaments are different you know there's it's just go out there and and try to you know win and it's tough in this area because everybody's got so much experience mm. in the waters where they have them it's uh you, you have to have better than the best the biggest bags every year it's a, the bigger than you'd ever imagine you just shake your head like how, how how could that happen you know and it's just fun so you know it's Fishing can be as simple as you want to make it, and uh, ice fishing is tremendously popular because here you don't need a boat. You can walk out there, and you can walk out on the lake. Um, of course, safety equipment, but we won't go in too much about that, but safety equipment and four inches of ice. You walk out there with a bucket and a chisel and a variety of Northland tackle. Uh, now, if you want to fish more and more pro, add electronics, a Humminbird Helix, uh, add an aqua view so you can see what's below. And then uh, an auger. You know, an augers. I don't even know anybody that's using a gas auger anymore. <laughs> Maybe some of my relatives, but I know up at Lake of the Woods, they still have the old Warhorse great big augers, but everybody's got an electric auger now. And uh, there's a new one coming on, Razor. You can look up Razor, but without the O-R. It's R-A-Z-R. Okay. I signed up with them because they have these little scout augers. You put them on your drill that you have in your garage, brushless hammer drill, whether it's uh, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Makita, whatever. You put you put it in there, and it, they're super light. And you, we had one battery, uh, uh, a Milwaukee hammer drill with a large battery, had 90 holes on it through six inches of ice. And it was we never wore it out. Wow! That's how many we drilled in a day on a clicker, ninety holes on that. So that was on a, a six-inch bit. But you know, 
get multiple bits. I like to drill smaller holes searching. You don't need, in the tournaments, they'll drill just a small enough hole to drop a camera down to look for fish, to drop a transducer down. Yeah. And when you find fish, then you change the chuck, you, you hold the chuck, unscrew it, slap in the 8-inch drill, and you're set. So it's just like changing out uh, dr- regular drills when you're woodworking. So it's kind of neat, and so we're seeing more people using uh, multiple drill bits, and they're super light. On Razor, I have, uh, if you want to check out and drill a huge amount of holes, you put a four-inch bit when you find the fish, slap the big one in there, and drill a big hole. You could, Even though you can pull a lot of fish to a six-inch hole, some people like a bigger hole. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, but it's, yeah, they're just making life easier and easier for us. It makes it easier, but, you know, one thing, too, um, I'm not a fan of volcanoes, and we don't know what those are. When you're drilling a hole <laughs> yeah. and people just drill and lift it up, and they got volcanoes, and you can see volcanoes from outer space. So if you're, <laughs> if you're trying to protect the spot, don't leave volcanoes. And every single hole that I drill, whether it's a small hole, big hole, 100 holes, every one of them's flat. Because even if there's, you know, the only time I leave holes is if I leave uh, kind of a, a bait and switch kind of area. If I want to get people to go somewhere, I'll make volcanoes. <laughs> and that's a magnet. For, for outer staters, if they see volcanoes, they're on it like wolves on a deer carcass. <laughs> and so if, if I have a good spot, I ain't leaving volcanoes. Gotcha. So <laughs> that, it, 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 I almost break out in hives when I see people leaving volcanoes. You know, it, if they get lucky enough to... Uh, find your spot, or if they have a really cool spot, the one thing you don't want to do is leave volcanoes. So when you drill, your drill goes through, you can spin in a circle, kick the slush away, and then rev it up. Uh, you got to make sure you got dry boots, but with today's, uh, you know, with the Frable i3 suits and the boots I have, I just drill a hole, kick the slush away. Don't I don't think I even know where my scoops are. I don't use scoops anymore kick your foot down a hole and slap the slush away and if there's a little slush in there it's good because it stops light penetration but uh sure when i i do have uh guests that come and they'll start scooping the holes i'm like you don't need to do that and then i'll kick some more slush in the hole slush is just you're going to catch more fish if you block that light from coming down that light that's penetrating through the hole actually uh you know is, is not good in most situations for catching fish with clear lakes and zebra mussels i'll actually the drills drill them so clean i actually kick kick snow back in them just to block some sunlight and uh and all you got to do is be able to get that that lure down there and your transducer in the hole and it's not going to stop the fish from coming up so messy holes are nice but no volcanoes okay speaking of you you have a lot of sponsors um Besides what we've already mentioned, any uh, other fun little toys coming out in the next uh, year or so? We should uh, we should be looking for. Well, yeah, the uh, in the Humminbird line, you know, they have three hundred and sixty on the ice, and three hundred and sixties existed for many years. You see everything around you, but now it has chirp technology, um, and they have a carriage so you can use it on the ice, and you could hook it up to an eight, eight, nine, or ten inch. And you can see the fish around, and it's a radar that moves slow, and it's a radar. But uh, they got some some other stuff coming out late winter that I'm going to be playing with, and I'll probably have to talk to you then because I can't say anything about it now. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, and then uh, you know, Aquaview, um, they're a Micro Revolution Five with the reel on the back. You could drop the camera down, look for fish, or look for green weeds, and then reel it back up. Now, that's existed, but they've just improved so much that it's just amazing. And uh, Or if you're in a fish house, you can get an HD camera so you can hook it up to a big screen TV, and that's super popular with a little inverter. So all you get is a camera, the inverter, and you're ready to go. If you if you got a wheelhouse, if you've got yeah. a glacial uh, or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever wheelhouse you have, Yeti, um, it's just great for... Um, having so everybody can see, put that down a hole. And they have a quad cam 
a four panel one that you can see four, four different directions. Um, that's pretty neat. But I, I would say Northland Tackle has the best with that the, the glow shot spoons. Uh, that whole lineup has been really good. The eyeball spoons and the punch flies have been uh, they're great stocking stuffers with uh, Dubro, and it's no related no relation to me, but a company named Dubro D U B R O. Okay. Uh, they have rod racks, so if if you're if you got that fishing friend or someone you know that is just unorganized, buy it for them and do them a favor. And you can buy this these uh, rod loops and racks that you can put on the walls, and you can put them in your vehicle. You can hang them on the wall in your garage or in your house. Um, great for organization and keeping your rods safe from getting stepped on or or bumped into. Uh, so Dubro has that, and they have simple things like a little bottle spooler that you stick in a drill and you can take all the line off your your uh, reels when you're when you're doing that kind of stuff cool little little knickknacks and then gamakatsu uh, they're legendary uh, for plain hooks almost everybody in the area uses the uh, walleye wide gap uh, for using pulling chubs and red tails but their octopus-style uh, neon-colored hooks are super cool for using on dead sticks. But they have a whole bunch of other stuff. Micro, uh, uh, wide-gap type of hooks, but in a micro size they could use on crappie mills for crappies. Um, just a lot of neat stuff. Look look up the catalog at Gamma Katsu, and uh, there's a lot of stuff that just fits our style of fishing. You know, dead sticking with a wax worm. You know, there's a lot of stuff that you can use at Gamaketsu, and um, but definitely, and then Frable, their Magnum bait station won won at ICAST, won an award at two years in a row. So mm. the Magnum bait stations, you see them at all the bait shops. They have them at the local bait shops. Magnum bait station, thirteen, nineteen, and thirty quart, uh, and then new nets. They even have uh, super ultralight graphite net coming out. That's it's amazingly light. Um, I just got it in. I just can't wait to use it. It's so light, and their net designs are pretty cool off the charts. And then they also have houses. Speaking of mossy oak, the Frable houses this year have mossy oak on them. Really cool aqua design mm. and super warm. Uh, so a lot of stuff that might not fit in the stocking but be a great <laughs> gift. Talk to your retailers because... Stuff isn't going to last, and if you're thinking about an auger, Razor Augers is on the scene now and drills twice as many holes as any other auger on the market in their lithium 40 volt. Wow! So something to check out in, and they're just about everything's just about sold out. It's one of those years of fishing so popular that uh, you want to get on the stuff early and and pick what you want and make it happen. Because I know even wheelhouses. From talking to some of the manufacturers, they're they're behind for months, you know, to on orders just to keep just to catch up. So, wow. just one of those years. And if you want a, a snowmobile for ice fishing, I'd go down there today if you can find one. <laughs> <laughs> right. How long have you been doing this now? Oh, I, I've been doing this for uh, over twenty years. About twenty. Four years, I had my first cash sponsorship, and uh, and it's it's just amazing. And I never knew how long it was going to last, and I never considered myself a pro. I'm just a person that likes to fish. But sometimes you 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 mold into that person. You don't even know you're doing it. And I don't even know when I'm at a store. I'm not looking at the clock. I'm you know I'm just enjoying myself. Or if I'm on the ice with people. Mm-hmm. You just don't even know. Next thing you know, the sun is setting. You're like, that day went by fast. <laughs> well, if you can do that for a living, that's a good thing. It, it is. A, I, I'd rather uh, be a promotional side than, than a tournament side because you're only as good as how you did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, um, and, it, and they're really good. They're, <laughs> you know, I, I fished a, the FLW Walleye Tour and when it first came, the FLW Walleye League to Minnesota, 
uh, that was a blast. And you don't even know what you're doing. You just go out and compete, and I'm like, this is great. You know, you just spend a little bit of money, make a lot more. And and I got Angler of the Year when the when the league was here uh, from Minnesota, and I thought this is easy stuff. Did the FLW Walleye Tour, and no matter how close I got, I got third places and in third. I'm king of third and fourth place for some reason. <laughs> Consistent, but I'd be so close to the win, and it's just a matter of this or that. But it, it was very enjoyable, and it's uh, it's an excuse to go to places you've never been before and learn it like a guide. And that's an excuse to catch a lot of fish in a short amount of time. Sure. All right. Well, bro, if people are uh, planning their uh, summer already, uh, how do they get lined up with you? Oh, just go to brosguideservice.com and shoot me a note. I'd love to take you in my ranger boat. Awesome. And, and once again, uh, how do we uh, how do we find the show to watch? the What is it? The College of Angling? Uh, go to, uh, it's College of Ice. College of Ice. In, okay. It's, it's going to be streaming on Frable or at Brian Bro Brostall or at my YouTube page. And you'll be able to find it as soon as you type it in. There's 11 episodes. You can watch them all. And, yes, we had Kevin Van Dam. And we had Strickland on there, so really cool. And and other people from around the area, Carl Adams. So if you have any questions, just ask him if you're in Black Duck. And it's a fun show, and we're we're doing this for you to distract you and something interesting to watch on the Wednesday nights. The next one's next Wednesday. All right, Brian Bro Brosdahl, my guest today on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Great friend of the show. We love having him on. It's always a pleasure. Bro, have yourself a very Merry Christmas, and thank you for taking the time today. Yeah, you, you have a Merry Christmas, and everybody get out and have fun. This is going to be an exceptional year, and be safe. Next week is Christmas Eve. The week after is New Year's Eve. So this is it for this year. We'll be back with new shows in 2021. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors has been sponsored by Clearbrook Electric, Timberline Sport and Convenience and Black Duck, Pepsi and I Bodley, Bonded Lock and Key, your home for Liberty Safes, Ace on the Lake, and DS Beverages, Paul Bunyan Country's distributor of Anheuser-Busch. I'm Kev Jackson. Again, have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year.